1: Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look
2: out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
1: Howdy, bestie bops. It is Emma. I'm drinking dandy blend tea and it is Sunday night. Kate is... You know, a couple miles away in Los Angeles. How are
2: you, my, my dude? A couple miles. I just walked to Los Angeles, the Seamoss the Girlies walking tour. That, I was so inspired by you last week, just walking around Manhattan. I said, I'm going to walk to Los Angeles. Um, it's going well. Emma and I have this three-hour time difference now. So I'm on a solo trip to Los Angeles to merely fuck around and be smooth brain. It's been going pretty well. I was escaping the cold in New York for a little bit. I heard there's supposed to be a snow squall today in New York, but I don't know if it actually landed. Um, It it, it it didn't
1: land. It didn't land. It kind of happened yesterday. It was like snowy and then sunny, and I was like, "What is this?" But I've decided that I'm just sleeping through the rest of winter. I'm gonna hibernate, or I'm just like going to bed at like nine p.m. So I'm just I'm tired of the vibes. (laughs) I'm tired of the vibes. Luckily, I'm going to Florida in like two weeks, so I'll get my warm kind of Cali moment. But you know we're at the tail end. So I'm trying to power through, but there's very little left in my body to power
2: through. Yeah. Winter is a spiral. It doesn't feel like it's winter. I feel like I'm on spring break, which is kind of, I guess it was kind of close to when you'd have spring break in high school. It's almost March. Um, but I'm going to be going to Hawaii with my family in a few weeks. So I think we're honestly both going to be away that week when you're in Florida, I'm in Hawaii. That's going to be some crazy podcast. We can just do like, what do I eat on a vacation or something like that? Cause I'm sure our listeners are probably triggered by that or like, have issues eating on the road so maybe we could do that as an episode for when we're both lying on a beach somewhere but yeah how's your weekend week weekend been over there weekend week it's been very much the usual
1: the same um yesterday well actually okay I have an update on my toes so if you guys listened to my last episode you guys probably like heard me like basically seeking out medical advice from my list from the listeners um many people dm'd me actually saying that like they experienced the same exact thing as me. Someone said that it's probably like chill blands, which I kind of like looked up and basically it's just like inflammatory, like blood vessels when like your feet or like any type of your body's just exposed to like cold air for extended periods of time, which like makes sense for me. Um, but I got a lot of, um, suggestions on how to treat it. Unfortunately, there is not a cure. And some people were asking if I had any tips and tricks. So really the main ones, girlies, really um, if you're also experiencing weird purple toes like me, which also another thing. Now that's like a new body part that I get to be like self-conscious about, like having yeah. gross purple toes. I was like trying to explain them to my dad. He's like, what the hell? Like, I've never heard of this. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not showing you a picture of my feet, but they like no. literally look like they have been like, they like went to war. Wait, pause.
2: Uh, you know how these feet picks you can sell them to men. There's probably some twisted men that want your feet picks, I'm up for maybe a lot of Wait. Okay, the men that probably want these feet picks probably like
1: were part of like my, I don't know, January 6th attack. Like yeah. these are like not like if if you want these feet, like you are like not in a right state of mind. Yeah. But anyway, so if you're also experiencing cold feet like me, um wear socks, obviously. Um magnesium glycinate, which I'm not taking because I'm taking um magnesium citrate because I'm back on the watermelon game.
2: Nice.
1: And um, like warm feet soaks, um, like you know, taking warm baths, which I occasionally do when I remember to clean my tub, which is like once every four months.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so you know, yeah. my that's the update of my feed. I um filed taxes yesterday. I decided to be a girl boss. Um and TurboTax, TurboTax is kind of a bitch. So like, I don't, like, I don't know how to do taxes and like my dad like watched me do and he's like, just do, do TurboTax or whatever. God, I can't speak. Um, but like the way they make it very easy, like very intuitive, you know, you go through the screens, whatever, you literally up the little PDF, like scans everything, but the amount of screens where they try to get you to like pay for like an additional service. I'm like besties, 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 besties. I'm not paying $40. Okay. If anyone's listening and your dad, mom Human that belongs in your family, like works at TurboTax. I'm sure they're very qualified. I'm sure they're lovely people, but I'm not paying some like dumbass to like walk me through on how to pay my taxes. And like, since I got unemployment over whatever in 2021, literally the only way to file your unemployment tax was to like pay for this additional service. And I'm like, why am I paying to like pay taxes? Yeah,
2: taxes Um, have really been blowing my mind. I feel like it's my one Republican take um, because when you buy an item, the person that made the item has to pay tax on it. I have to pay a sales tax on it. I, then you have to write it off for taxes. Like why are there 50 taxes that just go to fund our military? Right? Like if we were funding the schools and like fixing climate change, maybe I'd be into it. But right now we, I was listening to a podcast yesterday that was talking about social safety nets. And it was like, we're a country that funds the military with just like no social safety nets. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty fucking true. I've avoided taxes up to this point. I'm going to get fucked 75 ways. Um, because I was also on unemployment. I was working at a nonprofit Now I'm doing freelance shit. I have a thick stack of 1099 sitting at my apartment in New York and I'm just smooth brain right now. Really not thinking about it. Um, yeah,
1: I like hope I did all the taxes that I was supposed to do, but, um, I did, you know, of course did get a little gift from the IRS. I got some money deposited into my nice. bank. I went shopping, um, voices and I met a CMOS girly, Meredith. If you're listening, I know you're listening. Um, an OG CMOS Gurley I think she was like an Ohio admin yeah you know doing the whole thing um so lovely and I know you met uh CMOS Gurley as well that you can speak to at at a moment but it's just so nice meeting people IRL because I often forget that like actual people listen and care about us
2: yeah it feels weird I mean I talk about this all the time where we just feel like we're speaking into a void or like I don't know. I feel like I look at the meme page and I can't visualize 20,000 people. I'm like, what like let's put them all in a room. That's just crazy. Um but yeah, my Los Angeles tour. So, I get to the airport, I get a white Mustang, a free upgrade from my rental car service. And I was I'm such a dumb bimbo. Here's a hot take. Women should not have to be good at driving. I'm notoriously not a good driver. Apparently, my sister's fiance Greg, there's no way in hell you're listening to this. He told my family he was scared to drive with me like when I was home in Minnesota. My parents kicked me off the driver's insurance because I never drive anymore because I'm in New York. I I can drive. I can drive. I Just sometimes I just don't stop all the way at a stop sign.
1: How bad is is the traffic in LA?
2: Okay, it hasn't been that bad because I have not been going east to west, east to west. Um, I haven't not really gotten annoyed yet. I did a sexy parallel parking today that I was very proud of. But when I first got my car, the rental car guy was like, oh, we're going to give you an upgrade because we don't have the car you requested. Because I just did the bare minimum, like shitty, shitty, like suburban car. And he's like, we're going to upgrade you to a white Mustang. And I like bitched at him. It was like 1 p.m. And I was like famished as well. And I was like, I don't want a car that's bigger. It's going to be so hard to parallel park. And like 10 people looked at me. They're like, a white Mustang is a small car, miss. And I was like, yeah, that's exact proof that I am a dumb bimbo. and should not be getting this car. <laughs> and I was sitting in the parking lot for maybe 12 minutes because it's an automatic engine. And I could not figure out how to start it, that you had to click the parking brake to like turn on the engine. And I, I, the guy was like, I, he was probably so scared to let me just fucking go off with the car. But I've been a very safe driver. My first stop was, of course, to go to Erwan. I go to the AirOne in Venice because it was the closest one and I was famished once again. I get there and there's a parking situation and every single Air one has, like, well, a lot of parking garages here have, like, a 45-woman minute, you know, and I didn't assume that they were actually going to be checking it, but there's, like, security guards in the parking lot. So the first Air one I went to, the guy goes, oh, sorry, miss, we have, like, a private reserve event here. Uh, Jason Derulo's doing a TikTok event here in the, in the parking lot, or like, at the airwan. And I was like, are you fucking kidding? Like, I, I have no idea. I didn't, I mean, that sounds so ple- like so um, possible at an Air one, right? And I look at him and he was like, I'm bullshitting you, you can go ahead. And I was almost about to like pull up my TikTok card and be like, I can make a TikTok to go into Air One for free if and give up an one. entire lie. Yeah, it was a lie um apparently guy- Rula, like out of all people like
1: pull a name out of the hat like why why do you send a rule like that is just the most random mashup
2: so then it gets escalated because the guy's like well what's your tiktok let me follow you and so then i he follows me on tiktok and then apparently a bunch of people i made a tiktok about it were in the comment section they're like oh yeah i go to that air one all the time and he says that to everyone <laughs> like what the fuck so that was air One day one Then I get to my Airbnb. I decided to stay on the West side that whole day. I like fucked around, wanted to run, whatever. Then I get to my Airbnb, which is on the East side. And it's great. Um, The lady has like four of those target bulldogs. And so they just are like roaming around because she lives like the property next door. And I did a little grocery haul. I went to Sprouts. I went to Whole Foods. It was honestly pretty mid, but I think that's just after going to Erewhon. But yeah, then I went to Erewhon probably every single day because I've decided I actually don't care about eating at restaurants. Like I went to Squirrel and got like a fried egg salad type thing. And I was like, I just want to eat rotisserie chicken and arugula. I'm just a simple girl at the end of the day with simple needs. I don't need to go get random shit. I've been trying a lot of the weird desserts at Erewhon, but like I don't need to go buy an egg sandwich for $25 with a drink no thank you so yesterday at air one I was eating out this is when I ran into some sea moss girlies someone named Melissa approached me while I was looking at sauerkraut and she was like I was so scared to stop you we were up um driving uptown to like visit like Los Angeles and then I was like oh my gosh oh my gosh and then I was outside just about to start my feast of a meal." And this girl comes up to me and she's in like horse riding gear, And she's like, oh my God, like, I didn't want to stop you. So like, don't want to apologize. I want to apologize for interrupting you while you're eating. Um, But I listened to your podcast and oh my gosh. And then her mom comes over and we talk for about like 10 minutes and they're like, we listen to you in the car. And the daughter does like horseback riding. She's 16. Um, so it was there for a competition, but I was like, oh my God, it's so like wholesome. Like I never thought that. And I just, she was a sophomore in high school and I told her like junior year, is going to be like the worst thing ever. Like it's such a stressful time, but it's just cute to feel like I, I don't know, like Emma and I are both like role models for younger girls. Like once again, we never see our listeners that often like on a day to day, like we see you guys on Instagram, like sending comments and shit, but it was just so cute. It like really was wholesome. Um, and then I ran into my friend that I went to NYU with at Air One. her name's Paris, she's a model, I have no idea why she was in LA, she like walks in with Uggs and corded headphones, and then I see this holistic nutritionist named Daphne, who lives in New York City, I'm just like, wow, I'm going to camp out here, this is just the meetup spot. But it ended in a little bad situation where I almost got towed from Air because <laughs> I parked there for two and a half hours, because I was just on a walk. I just parked there eight and then I just wanted to walk up down Silver Lake area and I get there and the guy's like so we almost told you but I figured you know you were didn't know what you were doing or something like that so I left you off the hook and I was like oh my god I'm so sorry I'm not from here but yeah that was my one thing the only other take I have is I've noticed like Yerba Mate is really popular I don't know why that's like that sounds like a
1: very like dorp core Cali I like wear i don't know
2: gaucho pants type behavior i yeah i don't get it a lot of dudes be drinking that and there's been a lot of. i don't even think i've had yerba mate before either there's a lot of beverages there's this one that's like an apple cider vinegar cinnamon tea blend and it's like you know probably so overpriced and stupid but it is so good it tastes like bengal spice with like a little bit of like probiotics in it and yeah there hasn't been anything else that's like exceptional that i've eaten so far went to moon juice got their weird snacks um, but that's about it over here.
1: That is fun. That is fun. I'm jealous, but yeah, looks like you're having a grand old time. And I'm glad that one of us is finally experiencing Air One. And, you know, maybe one day we'll be able to do a little Seamoss girly grand world yep. tour and we'll go to LA and meet more Seamoss girlies because we know all the New York girlies pretty well. But I want to meet the girlies in Alaska. I want to meet the yeah. girlies in Canada. So if anyone. We're not part of Anchor anymore, but Blue Wire, Athletic Greens. Um anyone send us if someone wanna, you know, support and sponsor a little, a little tour, you know, we can feel
2: like we can make it be fun. Your people talk to our people, we'll get things going.
1: Exactly. But yeah, so today's episode, we're gonna chat about seaweed. You know, it's fitting. We were once called, well, we are called a sea Moss Curly, so it's fitting to maybe do an episode on seaweed, the history, health benefits, um, the environmental like associations with it, yada, yada, yada. It's a very specific and niche topic, but you
2: know, the more, you know, the more, you know, the more, you know, the more, you know, and yeah, I think this is something you guys probably know most of it, or it is pretty like preliminary information, but at the same time, um, it is, is don't know. It is a cool area of health to learn about. I think we want to tailor the podcast episodes to just be more specific, um, because then Emma and I have found ourselves like, oh God, we should do a podcast about exercise. And then we're like, wait, we already did, but we did it in such a vague way. Um, yeah. so we're gonna get back into being specific little episode things, but we will get into episode 68. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking athletic greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it.
1: For me, I started taking athletic greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking athletic greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics.
2: And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than
1: $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health.
2: To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Happy February, CMOS girlies! Whether you're celebrating Valentine's Day this year, maybe you're celebrating Galentine's Day, or you're avoiding the holidays, you can still snack on our favorite Medjool dates from Julie's.
1: Julie's is our favorite go-to treat for when we want something sweet. Whether it be paired with some dark chocolate or our favorite nut butter, you simply can't go wrong.
2: Who needs chocolate when there's eye candy like Julie's around? No better way to celebrate the upcoming holidays throughout February. I know that Emma and I are going to stay stocked up on Julie's treats to get through these cold winter months ahead.
1: If you want to try out Julie's, you can use code CMOSGURLIES at checkout for 20% off Julie's. Now back to the podcast. Okie dokie. Okay, let's talk about seaweed. Uh, maybe you can munch on some nori sheets, slurp some sea moss, um, crunch on crunch, munch on some dulse flakes. Um, you choose, but we're going to start off with like the history aspect of like how seaweed became like super prevalent. Um, You know, I feel like it's definitely gotten more and more attention in the Western world, you know, with the rise of sea moss, etc. But seaweed first actually became like, became first known kind of about like 3.5 billion years ago, like really like entered the ecosystem around that time and the health benefits have been known for like, thousands of years and like the recent use and has been like very prevalent in Korea, Japan and China, which are very like algae centric, um, like nations. And So seaweed and like other algae were originally discovered in China around like 600 BC and were often used and served solely for like a king's special guest. So it's been like a highly coveted um, food and like highly um, considered a very like much like a delicacy in like Japan as well, which I think is like very interesting kind of like the connection with like food and religions and the kind of like empires. I know we, when we did an episode on adaptogens, we talked a lot about how they were like really sacred in um, the Chinese um, kingdoms and dynasties, but Um, seaweed and like other sea vegetables were also like really prevalent during the Roman empire time as they were often used for like medicine and ancient Greeks would often feed their animals, sea vegetables and other seaweeds as well. And seaweed just like as a whole has had like great cultural significance to indigenous societies across like South America, Asia, Polynesia, Australia, and New Zealand. Not only as like a food source, but also again, like for medical practices and also for like technological applications, such as like fishing lines and building materials. And seaweed has even held like significance in Hawaiian mythology, as they used to believe that algae were the ashes for the shark man that were killed. And then in the kingdom of Tonga, they thought that eating seaweed would give them longevity and health, which kind of makes sense because also in Okinawa, which is part of like the blue zone region, they um, incorporate a lot of seaweed into like their daily diet. So there could be some correlation between, you know, the two. But seaweed, I feel like now has become like really popular, popularized in the West. and I think it can largely be tied back to like the counterculture movement specifically with like George Oshawa and like the rise of like the macrobiotic diet. We did a whole episode on like the history of like different hippie foods. So you can like definitely listen to that. But you know, this includes like kombu, wakame, and like hijaki, if that's how you pronounce it. But if you visit like any macrobiotic restaurant, like wherever you live, if you have one, it's very common for like a seaweed or like some sort of seaweed like or like sea protein or sea vegetable to be like part of like that macro bowl. Um, but yeah, like that's just like the brief historical overview of you know, seaweeds been around for years and I feel like people are just now getting on the bandwagon.
2: Yeah. And I, I feel like when I grew up, even like when I w- my family would go, this is once again me being a white person that grew up in the middle of America, whenever we would go to get sushi or to restaurant that had seaweed people like it was just assumed that it was like ew gross like what's a seaweed salad so i think like we were saying it it takes time before like the western diet like thinks like oh wow these things are trendy i'm going to start eating them again um so that's kind of why i feel like it's now superfood buzzy wellness thing
1: Totally. It's definitely all about the marketing now. Um, but like kind of like what is algae and like what the hell is like seaweed? Um, algae is just like a diverse group of aquatic organisms that have the ability to conduct um, photosynthesis. And currently like algae is like very much marketed as like a superfood or like a functional food. Again, this has like no legal status. So there's like no deeper meaning to like any of these things. So if you're like buying some sort of seaweed salad and it's called like superfood seaweed salad, and then it's like $15, probably $15. Cause they're just like, you know, surcharging you for using the word superfood and like taking advantage of you. But, um, it does have like a lot of like great nutrient density. And we'll get into like other specifics about like the health benefits of like algae and different seaweeds, but also it just kind of like goes beyond the role of like basic, basic health and nutrition, AKA like anti-inflammatory disease prevention, et cetera. And it is rich in like amino acids, proteins, minerals, and vitamins. And, for a lot of like vegans or like people who are vegetarian or maybe like avoid consuming like fish, et cetera, you probably know that like seaweed is, or like is really high in like omega-3s. And that's where like a lot of um, supplement companies that do make some sort of like plant-based omega-3, it is largely derived from seaweed. And again, if you like don't really remember what like omega-3s are, they are essential fatty acids that our body can only obtain from food as it's like not produced from, you know, our body itself. And- uh, seaweed is like the only plant source that actually contains dha and epa which are two of like the most important omega-3 types and these are mostly found in animal foods so that's why if you are plant-based it is probably a very good idea to incorporate seaweed or just like look for like some sort of omega-3 supplement that is derived from like algae or seaweed so you do you know that you're just like getting those adequate amounts of omega-3s into your diet
2: yeah and then the health benefits which i think are obvious kind of when you think about them being like a sea vegetable So things like nori and dulse and wakame, I believe that's how it's pronounced, they're going to be known for their trace minerals, which I've seen on supplements when you walk through a health store, like trace mineral drops, if you add those to your water. Let us know if you ever have tried those. I'm curious about that whole world. I've never really looked at it, but I always see it at Whole Foods. And so when you think about like why these are like a health benefit of like the algae, it's because the ocean has various minerals and seaweed is a really absorbent thing. Like I often think of like SpongeBob, like it's absorbent like a sponge. It's going to absorb things like calcium, phosphorus, iron. When you think about like, I've been mean, growing up where I lived in Minnesota, we had really hard water. So it had a lot of minerals and uh, things like calcium in the water. And that's kind of what seaweed is like. It's able to absorb all of that. And then you are reaping the benefits of that. We're going to get into a little bit more, but since seaweed is so absorbent, that can lead to some issues with when you think about fish and you're consuming microplastics, you do have to be pretty serious about where you source from. And that's kind of true with the water pollution that does relate to seaweed as well. Like a lot of it is polluted just based on where you're getting it from. So there's a little bit of like technical like knowledge to know like where you should be getting your seaweed from.
1: Yeah, and there's like many different like camps of seaweed, and I'm sure like everyone has like different experiences or like has different access to like different types, especially like, you know, if you grow up in Asia, you've probably been eating like seaweed since you were like two. Um, But seaweed can grow in like any marine environment, including oceans, rivers, and lakes. And so there's three different types. There's going to be your brown algae, green algae, and red algae, and different types of like, seaweeds will fall under these. So brown algae is going to include things like kombu, and this is used to make like dashi. This also includes like wakame, and this is gonna have like a very like chewy and stringy texture. It's native to like cold temperature coast. And then arame, which is like a very, has a very delicate flavor. So if you're someone who's like interested in trying um, seaweed, but you're maybe like weirded out by like the potential taste of it, this has like a very mild flavor. So this could be a good like introduction, but it is considered a delicacy in parts of Asia. And then kelp, which are actually considered like sea trees because they have similar structure to trees and like how they grow in the water. It's very interesting. But if you have ever um tried kelp noodles you know kelp noodles are derived from kelp and it's from like actually the raw kelp that has been like stripped of its outer layer so basically when you strip the kelp that it just has like this clear jelly like interior and that's what basically kelp noodles are next is going to be like green algae which is like your sea lettuce this includes chlorella and spirulina and i feel like you know this is like very prevalent you can find this just about like any health store these often come in powdered form and they are touted for like their wide range of like benefits and then red algae is going to include things like nori which is what is used in your like sushi rolls and miso soups and then like dulse which grows in the pacific and atlantic oceans and it kind of tastes like bacon when it's fried and it's found in like a flaky dried form and then nori which like again, I mentioned this, it's just like shredded seaweed pressed into a sheet. So those are like the different camps of algae. And I think there's like different ways you can incorporate them into your diet. For me, I mainly just consume like spirulina and like nori and like occasionally kelp noodles, even though I sometimes like regret buying them. So I'm like, Emma, what are you doing eating these like crunchy noodles? But I do kind of want to get more like, I want to like try different types of like seaweed and like incorporate them more into like my, my diet, because I feel like I always walk past them, but I never pay much attention to them.
2: Yeah, I've always wanted to buy kombu and make a soup from it, like use it as the broth. Once again, too lazy to do it as well. The same thing as Emma. And a random fact that I came across while I was doing this research. So I think there's a lot of kind of shift in the wellness space. This is like off topic of seaweed, but there's a lot of shift about people like reading the labels when I think about like alternative milks and all of the fillers and weird stuff. Also, like people are figuring out like, oh, industrial seed oils are probably not good for you. So if you've ever seen the word carrageen or carrageenan, whatever, I think you know what I'm talking about. It's often found on different nut milks. It's a stabilizer type thing. This is actually derived from seaweed. So this is derived from Irish moss and this Carnegiean gum is this heavily processed food additive that research have linked to inflammation in the gut. So that's technically just like how I would say the processing of things like seaweed can become problematic like even if the food is good at itself like going back to seed oils um a lot of these seeds are fine on their own but then when they're processed it does lead to inflammation so that's just a random note because i didn't know that that carrageenan came from sea moss um so fuck fuck the sea moss girlies i guess <laughs> for doing that The next part of this is something that you may understand, may not think about often when you're thinking about seaweed. It does come from the water, so that does relate to climate change. Seaweed is very critical to the ecosystems in the ocean. And what I mean by that is that Seaweed, like, think about the Great Barrier Reef. I know that's not seaweed, but just think about the diverse ecosystems that live in our ocean, whatever sort of visual reference of you can picture up in your head. Seaweed provides shelter and food to hundreds of invertebrates, like crabs, shrimp, worms, baby fish, all of the really small animals that live in the sea. And so seaweed farming is something that's really interesting from a climate change perspective. So it's viewed as very ecologically sustainable and also beneficial because it is this does have very positive environmental characteristics. So some of these things that are really positive for our environment include it adds oxygen to the water, and then it also helps, like, filter out um, what nutrients are flowing through our water. So when we are looking at climate change solutions, Elizabeth Warren, when she was running for president, whether or not she was, like, your candidate of choice, she wasn't mine, she had written into her climate change plan something called a Blue New Deal, and it was focusing on, like, how can we use our oceans to deal with climate change? Because there's a lot of missed opportunity when we're thinking about, like, all these bullshit, like technocratic solutions like we're all going to go to mars the elon musk the nfts bitcoin stuff really we should just look at what we already have in the ocean is like something we could radically change to contribute positive things to climate change so relating back to seaweed um one thing that's like kind of the the, the reign of seaweed what's involved in, is called like the terrestrial agriculture system and so the runoff of terrestrial agriculture in the current climate change is like it's that's being explored as a solution about like we could get back so much of carbon sequestration if we were to take seaweed seriously so seaweed is a carbon sink that's what carbon sequestration means like it harvests the carbon that is going into our atmosphere and it reduces ocean acidification so if those terms are too scientific me too it's too confusing to understand but just think about like bad stuff that's going on seaweed is something that is a natural solution to make it better like we don't need to go make windmills we don't need to go make crazy technocratic stuff we can just tend to the seaweed that we already have and it's a positive solution um this was a funny one so this is something that i had on my hinge prompt for a very long time i'm off dating apps i'm in my celibate era i don't ever want to be back on dating apps but a random fact I love I always had this because I found it was like a good opener into like getting to know me a little bit dorky and a little bit nerdy and probably attracted some nerdy bros but um fun fact everyone you should feed cow seaweed so if you know anything about methane emissions in cows my hinge prompt was a random fact I love is that if you feed cows seaweed it reduces their methane emissions which is true so there was a study at the James Cook University in Queensland, Australia, and they added seaweed to the diet of cows and the methane emissions were reduced by 99%. Now this solution hasn't been scaled at a level to actually see dramatic changes to our total atmosphere, but it's a fun little quirky fact. So maybe that can be your like fun party secret Santa, it's not secret Santa, but if you ever have to do like a what is it called when you're in like class in the first day of school icebreakers, like, icebreakers icebreakers yeah clear, you clearly have not been in school and like yeah, yeah i haven't been in school or to a party any of those things um or on a date any any of the, the <laughs> options I'm very just
1: very small um social interactions where we have to yeah try to sell ourselves and
2: yeah so if you want a fun one if you want to come off as the cool smart uh, smart as a whip environmental girly just say that Hey, did you know if you feed cows seaweed, it reduces their methane emissions? But here's, here's the thing. You got to also plug the podcast.
1: You got to be yeah. like, listen, I heard, I found this really, I heard about this really cool fact from this like really amazing
2: podcast called Seamoss Grillies. Um, Did you know? I'm going to make this into a meme. You know, in, um when you're playing Mario Kart, the one cow, cow, met. what is it called? It's cow meadows or something. It's not cow, cow, cow meadows. meadows. It's not cow, cow meadows, is it? I don't know. I don't remember what it's called, but I- Is it Moo Moo Meadows? Moo Moo Meadows, maybe? I don't know. Bro, I don't know. I haven't played since I was like 11. Okay. I play every time I go home. However, um, whatever. I think it is Moo Meadows. The cows in that, I'm going to make a meme out of that talking about this and be like, see musk early education. We need to make more educational memes because people think we're dumbasses classically. Next, back to the podcast. Okay. So some of the environmental benefits to using microalgae- Um, When microalgae is present there's an opportunity to regenerate so we've done a few episodes about food and climate change this episode is kind of in that camp as well. So if you want to learn more about regenerative agriculture definitely go learn from those episodes because we will go more in depth. But when you think about microalgae it is another form of regenerative agriculture and we just don't think about it because like we think oceans are not like, I don't know related to climate change or farming or any of that type of shit. I feel like I just think of the soil and cows and factory farms. But it's called restorative aquaculture, and that's going to be the thing, um, the term for like restoring degraded land that relates to our oceans. And algae is basically grown on lines and then harvested, it's composted, and it's added to the landscapes, which ensures this h- healthy soil biology. And so that's what's going to be fu- supporting this functioning carbon cycle and the native plants that are already there. So the next part of this, I think I said this earlier with seaweed, like sourcing is an issue, which i thought about, like, should I be buying this? We're going to talk a little bit about iodine later in the episode, but something to pay attention to is what's known as like sustainably sourced seaweed. That's probably what you should be buying because seaweed absorbs essential minerals like a sponge, but that means that it may also soak up environmental toxins and heavy metals. And I thought that was a little bit goopy. Like I thought that was just like some like new wave like don't eat toxins everything's bad for you but it does make a lot of sense when you think about how fucked up our oceans are so i would say if seaweed is not sourced from clean water as you are putting yourself at a risk to just like eating the environmental toxins that are in our oceans due to climate change and one thing to note that like most seaweed globally is harvested in, in the springtime so if you're going out and you're buying like a quote fresh seaweed snack in the middle of December, it's not fresh. It's not fresh. Even if you are buying from like a local place, that's not when the cycles are happening to harvest it. So if you're buying something that's freeze dried or something that's frozen, I don't even know frozen, um, but those snacks will be good like all year round, like a dulse flake or a nori wrap. But if it's like the fresh seaweed, you probably want to get that in the springtime. Some companies just look for Maine Coast Sea Vegetables. I've seen them across health stores. They make the little like kelp shakers and stuff like that. Also, if you just go into like Asian grocery stores, you often can find a lot of seaweed because that's like native to um, those like ethnic cultures and like what they eat. And actually South Australia actually has like a huge um, relationship to it as well, which I was shocked by, but it has the highest biodiversity of seaweed in the world. So any Australia is, you probably get some, some funky local seaweed over there. Um, and the next thing is that like, this kind of relates to the fish and climate change episode. Like, should I be getting wild or farm seaweed? The biggest thing I would say is look for seaweed with an organic certification, because the, that means that those people that are harvesting the seaweed have to go, um, to find it in protected coastal areas. And so that's going to be further away from these heavy, heavy shipping channels that boats are passing through with like shit ton of emissions and gas at different effluent sites. Um, that's like leading to bio like you know, just like biomass in the oceans. So definitely look for the organic certification and just like kind of, it's another signal that like you're supporting farmers that know what the fuck they're doing. They're not going in like getting seaweed from like the sewer basically, and just giving it to you. And the next thing is that like wild is going to be more nutritious oftentimes than farm. Farm once again is trying to mimic like what is out in the wild. So I would opt for wild if you can find it. And the biggest thing that you probably can do, or like, if you want to get into the nitty gritty research is like buying seed, seaweed from locally owned businesses run by people who live in your community. Now, if you don't live on the coast, that's not going to be applicable to you. Like if I'm in Minnesota, I don't really have any seaweed I could source from. Um, but if you're on the coast, definitely like look into local markets. Um, a lot of farmers markets when you're on the coast, like do have fish vendors. And I'm imagining there probably could be something with like seaweed and like that whole world. Um, the next part of the pod is about iodine. So this is like a question that I feel like people get a lot of, um, I don't know, confusing information about. So I feel like I was confused about it for a while. I was like, what is iodine salt? Like, am I going to die if I eat too much salt? So the reason that there is this like kind of skepticism around iodine is because over 200 million people are at a risk of iodine deficiency as a result of, Iodine poor soil, drinking water, and food. So that means like the food is not going to be um, iodine rich. But most countries have made it compulsory to add iodine to table salt. Um, but a lot of countries also haven't. So that's why it's kind of confusing about like is all salt iodized or not? Technically, all salt is not iodized. It's based on where you live. So that's why seaweed could be a great replacement for you if you're able to incorporate slawmots seaweed. It could help combat this micronutrient deficiency and also just like increase, you know, the diversity of what you're eating and the amount of random shit you're putting into your body as well. But few North Americans are iodine deficient because our table salt is iodized. So just check to look at the salt that you're buying and you're probably good, but you still probably could be benefiting from eating seaweed and other stuff. Um, and the next thing that like with seaweed that it says is like brown seaweed it's going to have higher levels of iodine than red or green seaweed and then there's like so many debates about like is meldon salt or himalayan or pink salt the best for iodine um that's going to be like more of like a personal decision like they all are going to be iodized salt um i think there's a little bit of like hippie woo woo when bullshit when it comes to like him, him, pink himalayan salt is so pure and like cleanses the soul and the spirit high vibrational frequency yeah i used to work at cap beauty in the westfield just haven't even been there and i think that was like a phrase like on the pink salt and salt was like high vibrational salt i'm like what Dude, what the hell does that mean fuck yeah what the fuck is that and i would say the only people to really worry about iodine intake um i mean people should worry about their sodium take probably like if you're eating a lot of i don't know i mean i eat spoonfuls of miso paste i just feel like i'm probably eating too much sodium i don't know. Um, but the only people that should really worry about iodine or be sensitive to it is if you do have thyroid issues, you might need to pay more attention to it. That's like the only sub category of people that really need to focus on it. Um, so if you're like Kate and Emma, you don't really eat that much seaweed. What are some things you could do? Well, you can make kombu. That's one thing I spoke about earlier. It's a soup, um, kelp noodles. Like Emma said, they're a crunchy noodle. You can like get them kind of warm, I guess. I don't know. I've made them with like like I a, i've done like a peanut noodle saute with them before as like
1: a side appetizer yeah not the worst thing ever but wasn't like the best
2: yeah they have a really weird t- not weird i'm not going to say weird pejorative because people are going to be like yeah you're like a white person that doesn't understand like these cultural foods um they don't taste like a normal noodle right obviously it is kelp So I think you have to get right with the sauce and the seasoning, like you were saying, the peanut sauce. I feel like I always have to add some sort of a a sweetener almost to mask it, like to get it to be like a noodle mix in with veggies and stuff. Well, um, I always see them prepared in like a cold noodle salad though, but I've definitely made them warm. So TBD on that one, but search away kelp noodles on the internet. I'm sure you can find some recipes better than us two boneheads. And the next one is going to be Dulce and Nori Flakes. So I mentioned that one company, Maine Sea Organic. That's like the shaker that I always see at health stores. But Trader Joe's also has like a nori seasoning thing you can buy. I think it's pretty cost effective. So if you have a Trader Joe's, you could definitely go get that. Or it's like the furikake mix. I forget what the is. Yeah, label. it also
1: has like sesame seeds in them.
2: Yeah. And so Asian supermarkets are going to have like a shit ton of blends, way more than Trader Joe's. But just if you have access to that or not um nori sheets emma and i are notorious to add sauerkraut to nori sheets and just eat it or like a carrot and hummus
1: yeah it, nori sheets are what i use for like when i'm like it's a snacking food while i cook because yeah. i don't have the actual patience to make like true sushi because i hate cooking rice on the stovetop absolute pain yeah um you know what it would be cool though maybe it does exist but i want like a sweet Norishi. like how about a norishi that has like cinnamon in it or something like if is that possible
2: like um, that combination might be gross but i feel like it's possible so here's a vintage memory emma remember when you were at that health store on like i know exactly what you're about to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a sweet wrap for you okay because you must emma and i were at this health store classically as we were i don't even know when we were there random place we'd never been there they had a little bit of variety of the usual health stores you go to they had these these what are we going to call them wraps they were like fruit roll-up wraps like technically they were a wrap technically they were a wrap of course i was like yeah let's try this it was like banana mango wrap but it was all vegetables and like it was like fruit leather did you ever eat fruit leather as a kid yeah it was like that but on the front it said like raw vegan dairy-free keto paleo (laughs) every stupid thing in the book like it's like, happy zoe, it's like
1: happy zoe saying that all of our cakes are sugar-free dairy-free nut-free um what else refined sugar-free Full
2: literally and so yeah um that would be a sweet wrap for you emma it's absolutely vile and disgusting but i don't think nori could be made to be palatably sweet
1: no probably not but you know one can dream One can. Dream. but
2: i have seen around like little seaweed crisps kind of like a, a cracker like a flax cracker thing um Like I think Flackers, that company, I buy those fucking Flackers, and they are broken. They are. Bro, I
1: have the Flackers in. (laughs) I have the Flackers in my fridge right now.
2: I don't like them. I
1: truly feel like I'm a bird eating them, and I,
2: I love it. I hate Flackers. I'm anti-flackers on this Flackers on this side. Um, Anti-flackers, pro Marys. Yeah, pro that one New York Naturals brand. You know, I'm pro of the moon juice crackers. They're pretty good. They're like green fermented, something like that. I think they have chlorella in them. I could go check. But I think a seaweed crisp, if someone wants to get in the lab and try to make us a sweet seaweed crisp and send it to us, I can give you our address. We'll try it. I'll take
1: them.
2: Yeah. Um, also, yeah, we didn't even ta- talk about sea moss. I guess sea moss isn't even seaweed. I Googled that. So uh, well,
1: you know, you know, it falls along in the and the same word,
2: vocabulary, vernacular. We just need to make sure that CMOS, you know, that we chose the name of the podcast. We still get so many dumbass questions every day. What CMOS do you guys take? It, like, no offense, but offense, listen to the fucking podcast. We have never, t- like, we did an ad for this woman named Stephanie once for CMOS. If you want to go buy it, go buy it. We never talk about CMOS every episode. But we do need CMOS to continue in an upward trend for SEO of our podcast. So maybe go out and buy sea moss because if people aren't googling sea moss they're not going to find us right maybe we should rebrand to be like kale girlies not kale that is the lamest name ever
1: how many how many re- re-brand,
2: rebrands can two e-girls
1: do i in think every like week year?
2: every week knew us honestly my brain's like that oh one of the desserts at air one, um it was the cinnamon roll everyone told me to get and like my perspective on it, I was like, okay, this is some dog shit I could make. It, it tasted fine. I'm not trying to offend anyone. If you like the snack, it was good. But it was like water, salt, xanthan gum, psyllium husks. And I love that I have all
1: those ingredients in my apartment right now. minus is gum, but I feel like I could like find a way to like still
2: chef that up. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, I'm happy that there's this normalization of psyllium husks. But now I know psyllium husks are not going to be available at grocery stores mackerel I'm not I've not seen it at any fucking grocery store I'm convinced that the mackerel are dead in the ocean found dead there are no mackerel anymore
1: they're not I so my mom sent me a valentine's day present and weirdly there's only like one grocery store in Omaha that like always has like mackerel but it's not like the one packed in like olive oil it's just like literally the mackerel it's like still by like wild planet but it's just the mackerel like in sea salt like there's not even like water in it mm-hmm. and it's like fine but when I eat it I'm like this is not the meaty mackerel that I'm used to but I don't think I'm ever buying mackerel again I'm just kind of like I've I've lost the bottle I've lost the bottle there's nothing I can do I can't manifest the mackerel
2: well insufficient disc storage I have no idea what we're ranting about I think Emma said something about she's losing the mackerel battle
1: yes losing the mackerel battle you can't manifest it um you know manifestation girlies as much as you like to harp on like the benefits and all the beautiful experiences that you have you know experienced in your own life manifesting you know money love sex
2: whatever doesn't work with the mackerel you can't manifest the fish unless y'all are y'all want to start it right now and get back to us in a week then we will we will take you know i will consider your manifestation to be legitimate if you can get us mackerel by next tuesday um you have one week notice <laughs> it sounds like i'm giving like verbal Good feedback luck. Through, over the podcast um but thanks to most girlies it's episode 68 if you do like us leave us a review it helps us you know spread the gospel far and wide as i've said before um it helps emma and i have the will to keep podcasting again (laughs) helps us scale our empire yeah helps us get some new girlies like in the memes and stuff all the important stuff but how's your sunday evening what else you got on the docket over there
1: you know, I'm probably going to venture out,
2: do a little walk,
1: even though I don't want to drink my magnesium and just
2: go to bed. The usual smart stuff. Yeah, I'm, I want to run, but I'm like on top of a mountain. And so it is running up and down a hill. It is, Kate is not made for these conditions. And so my running has been a little bit difficult because I also don't really know where it's safe to run. Like, can I just go on a walk in my soundproof headphones at 9 p.m. where I'm living? E- don't really know. So the steps have been on the decline for sure, just out of me, just, I don't know, I get back and I'm tired of driving and I just fall asleep. So I'm going to go on a measly jog maybe, but going to eat some turkey breast later. That's all I know. Well oh, yeah. Bodybuilder life, but okay. Thanks dog. Talk to you next week. See ya. <laughs>